Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hello, everybody. You're listening to a new episode of Spartan Crazies with Ryan and Tim. Uh, we had an audio recovery issue multiple times, <laughs> uh, so we're kind of behind here. There we, was there's a lost episode, <laughs> and it's probably a good thing because I don't think our uh, our takes would have they were not good. Yeah, I don't think they would have really had aged well. Um, so we're gonna run it back. I'm not even going to talk about the Penn State football game anymore. This I probably will, but it would be really short. Um, and then uh, we're just going to mostly talk basketball this episode. Uh, with the, no- the Notre Dame and Northwestern games and the Penn State game last night. We're, we're, ah, we're recording on Thursday night. Uh, so we are... On to the Brown game. So, Tim, you want to go ahead and start the basketball stuff? Go ahead. All right. Um, so much to talk about. The last time we talked, um, I think it was directly after PK, after the Phil Knight, but um, that was the lost episode, right? It might have been. I can't remember. Am I misremembering? Um, I think it was. I think you're right. So, anyway... Let's just fast forward to right now. Let's skip all the BS. Without Malik Hall, Michigan State basketball is just not a good team. Like, let's say we find out next week he's out for the season. Guess what? I don't care about Penn State. And Ryan and I are going to talk about that. MSU, without Malik Hall, is not a good basketball team. There's a bunch of reasons, and we'll get into them. But let's start with the facts. Since he's gone out, 3-3, three and three, Okay. Losses to Alabama, Notre Dame, which is, like, they're in the 70s on Ken Palm. It was on the road. There's other conditions, but... Um, and then they lost to Northwestern on their home floor. Who sucks? In Northwestern, good defensive stats, and I'm going to keep an eye on that and see if MSU struggles against the higher-end defensive teams, if that's their bugaboo. But um, <clears throat> another... A bad loss, just a very bad loss. Um, there's no sugarcoating it. It's not like, oh, I think Northwestern's sneaky good. No. They're terrible. <clears throat> MSU is bad without Malik Hall. What are they bad at, Ryan? Let's get into it. Since he's been out <clears throat> at the Phil Knight tournament, MSU was shooting very well. And I was realizing that in the moment, that they were hitting tons of jump shots, tons of them. Um, since they've left Oregon, Notre Dame, they put up 52. It was a start-to-finish horrific offensive performance. Northwestern, on their home floor, they put up 63. Again, Northwestern's got good defensive analytics, but you're at home. And they had a couple of days of rest. Um, There was no, you know, excuse in terms of the travel that time, but we're going to get deeper into this. And then Penn State last night on the road, I think everyone was circling this as 
this is a big game um, in terms of Penn State. They're they're better than most years. Now they're still forty six on Ken on Ken Palm, and Michigan State is higher than that. So let's let's keep this in perspective. I think that Penn State is a team that can make the tournament, but are they good? Good? No, they're not good. Good. Um, they're gonna win some games. I think that they might find their way into the tournament, and that's a tournament team. You won on the road. That's gonna be Q one, no question. Um, some of the analytics, the net and the Torvik, they're not caught up yet. That stuff levels out. I think this will be a Q1 win. So that's important. It is. Um, but let's talk deeper. Uh, I want to credit the Final Four is not on the schedule podcast. They had Mike Garland on, who is technically a former coach or Am I getting this wrong? He's he, not on staff He's not on the staff, but he's there all the time. Okay? Um, if his interview was any indication. He's there a lot. Of course, he's still talking to everybody. He knows most of these guys on the team thoroughly. Um, he's, he's a semi-pseudo coach. Um, he had a lot of interesting things to say in this interview. I think one being, like, what's going on? You know, what is happening to the team? Ever since Malik Hall has been out, there has been a notable difference in the defensive organization for Michigan State. I noticed it game one against Alabama. Now, Alabama, you could say they're a good team. That was a tough cover. Yada, yada. Um, I think that this is not that simple. Um, There were so many instances where the guys are just getting wide open shots because someone overhelped on a drive. Someone missed a switch. Um, some is just good movement by the offense, terrible defensive organization by the defense. It's, it all adds up. Um, Mike Garland noted that Malik Hall is a talker. He's somebody that is barking out to people. He's Telling people where to be. People like Amadi Sissoko or Pierre Brooks who's playing in his place. Um, they're, they need that sort of vocal leadership. They don't know exactly what they're doing yet. And you saw what that looked like. Um, the amount of easy slips to the basket for a, a layup or dunk or wide open threes. I mean, it's just like hard to watch because it's, it's not like... <laughs> It's not like getting beat on the boards or the other team's more athletic. It's, it's just this team is like not even like a, a good basketball team. That's what I always keep coming back to. Now, that's without Malik Hall. Um, with Malik Hall, I think that you could maybe argue that they're significantly better. I think that organization in place, uh, Malik Hall... Uh, Mike Garland also said that he's a very good offensive rebounder. They need some offensive boards. They have not been doing very well. Um, he mentioned how uh, offensively Malik Hall is an important piece to the team. Of course he is. He's historically like over a 36% um, three-point shooter. He Think about the amount of times MSU gets a, a switch – where there's a guy wide open, um, and it's, like, let's say, A.J. Hogard. He's not pulling every time. Uh, Mati Sissoko. Now, that's going to keep happening, but um, in place of a Pierre Brooks, yeah, he's, he's shooting often. But 
is Pierre really a threat to go inside? Malik Hall can drive in. He can post up. This is a three-dimensional offensive player, not a one-dimensional offensive player. And if you have those dimensions, teams have to prepare differently. And guess what? How many times have we seen Malik Hall with just an acre of space in a three-point shot? I mean, I would say it's the majority of his threes. He's not, he's not pulling up contested very often from deep. Um, how often have we seen MSU getting easy buckets lately? Everything is difficult. Everything. And defensively, um, I mean, let's look at the numbers. Alabama, in regulation, put up 81. Oregon, 74. Portland, 77. Um, there was a, some comebacks. Sorry, Oregon was 70. Um, there were some comebacks there, and that was a big issue for this team for a while. The issue now is just the other teams are killing them. <laughs> um, the Notre Dame game, embarrassing. Uh, but there was a lot of factors involved. The travel, Notre Dame had rest. Also, Notre Dame plays like all five guys around the perimeter. MSU had no idea what to do. They were not ready. They were not prepared. Um, credit to Notre Dame. Northwestern, just a little bit grittier, a little bit tougher. I mean, statistically, like it was, there was nothing like anomalous. They, they just came in and kind of won the basketball game. Um, so let's get to Penn State. I I want to I wanted to say all of this because they've played more games without Malik Hall now than they have with. Um, I expect them to be back. Uh, technically, by the the a week from today will be three weeks from when this all went down, and Izzo said he'll be out three weeks. I don't necessarily think that they need to rush him back for the Oakland game, um, especially because Oakland is. It's having the worst a really team I've, Oakland team I've seen in years. Yeah, and it'll be the worst team MSU plays all season um, at home. This is not in Detroit. So we'll preview that when we get there. I'm actually going to that game. But um, it's just you want to think in your head with Malik, they're going to be fine. They're going to, all of this is going to figure itself out. Also, I'm just going to say it, and you were thinking it too for certain. This looks a lot like the basketball team we've watched for the past two seasons. And do we have to remind everyone how those teams did? Um, it, just hasn't been, um, it just hasn't been a very, uh, I guess, what's the word? Encouraging um, middle of the season. You think... Northwestern at home is the most automatic win of the Big Ten Conference for Michigan State, and you drop that one. Now, that's why Penn State becomes important, because it is an away game. Penn State is going to get some people at home, no question. There's going to be a team that goes in there who is good, who is trying to win the Big Ten Championship, that's going to lose to Penn State. I don't think Penn State's particularly amazing. Um, They scored 58 last night against a... A Michigan State uh, defense that I think has been struggling. And, we'll, you know, there's reasons. But um, you needed to not go 0-2. It's not so much that you needed that win. You needed to not go 0-2 because confidence, it's important. Um, Ryan and I were going back and forth about this. Like, was this an important win? Yes, of course it was an important win. 
Um, did I think that they had like fixed the issues and like they're fine now? And I, I know that I'm, that I'm being hyperbolic. No, I thought that was a terrible game still. I, it's, it's true. I thought they played terribly last night. Um, you come away with a win though. That's the most important stat of all the stats. Now, I'm, I really want to kind of go back and forth with Ryan on this one because I thought we had some pretty interesting um, discussions. We watched the game together. All this is without Malik Hall. We just talked about his impact on the team. But this is the team until Malik Hall is back. There are issues in the front court. Joey Hauser has um, he's been a little off lately. I'm not going to pin everything on him specifically. Mati Sissoko has not been good. Jackson Kohler, now he's a freshman. So I feel like, like people really need to remember that part. But this was probably his best game as a, as a Spartan. Um, and what did he have? He had eight points or something. He was uh, just six. But there were some good moves. And he's getting his shots off. The issue for Jackson is he's been missing them. Like, it's not like people are blocking him or pushing him off the block. He can't do a thing. He's just missing his shots. That is encouraging me. Problem is... Front court hasn't been good for two years. Does it look good right now, Ryan? No. And and then you think, how how is this going to be different? Rebounding. MSU, 40. Um, Penn State, 34. Now, they got the better at Penn State here. Um, not significantly. They only, had, they only had five offensive rebounds. It seemed like a lot more than that. Yeah, it did. But I think... Um, the team rebound thing kind of went MSU's way last night. Like the, the what we call the like the third ball in soccer. The third ball went MSU's way. Like the tip that nobody got ended up in our hands a lot last night. I think I'm just spitballing, but just off memory. Um, we're gonna get to the MVP of the game because this was definitely a, a night for him. But um, nothing particularly great. About MSU's performance, that all being said, they only gave up 58 points to Penn State on the road. I was arguing with Ryan about this specifically. In the second half, Penn State had at least three to four wide open threes where MSU missed the switch and it was just an embarrassing like, oh my God, here we go again. And they missed like all of them. Now... The reason I was negative in the moment is that that, in my opinion, is just a little bit of the luck factor. Like the ball didn't bounce Penn State's way. They hit one or two of those with a minute left. This is an entirely different game. MSU had the slight edge because Penn State went cold. And then the fouls come. They have to foul to stay in the game. And you get a, what was it, an eight-point game? Yeah, eight-point game. Um, nine. Nine-point game. Um, so you see my point. Like, luckily, MSU shoots 43% from deep. They go 9 from for 11 from the stripe. Penn State, they missed a couple of pen, uh, free throws, important ones. They missed a uh, front end, at least one. Lundy missed a bunch of them. Um, missed, two, missed two in a row. And so in my opinion, we're just sitting here like, like basically just feeling the way we feel like based on the result and not based on the course of a game. 
and I'm more impor- in, intrigued in what happened during the game. I feel like this was the same game we just watched three times in a row, but this one happened to be a win because of of what I would call the luck factor. Now, the luck factor is actually a thing on Ken Palm. I don't know how he calculates it. I'm not going to go into it right now. But I feel very strongly that there was some luck on MSU's side and that there are still some really big issues. Um, I think um, defensively, there's a couple of mismatches where MSU's just given up buckets like it's nothing. Um, Pierre Brooks has not been a stellar defensive player since he's stepped into this new role he's had to take. Um, I think that you could point to that and say, well, when Malik Hall gets back, that's going to be a big improvement. And I think you'd probably be right. But since I've gone on my soapbox about the game, and I just want it to be very clear and known that without Malik Hall, I don't think anything has changed. I don't think anything is better. I do, however, think that the fact that they made it through this stretch finally, they get to rest, they get to practice, I think... It's not going to hurt that they're going to have a couple of feel-good games. They're hopefully going to get healthy in that Jaden Akins and Malik Hall are really getting to, into their stride. I do think that that is real. And I think that's tangible. Um, and I think it's something that you can really lean on and say, okay, they should be better. But um, that's my opinion. Ryan, I would love to hear your take on all of this. Uh, I was not obviously – not happy with the uh, defensive performance, mostly overall. I thought it was more encouraging in the second half. Um, yeah, like you said, they get some get lucky with some open threes that were missed. But uh, I thought they communicated what seemed better in the second half. I thought they adjusted better um, defensively. Uh, I offense was pretty effective. I mean, they averaged almost a point per uh, possession, which is pretty good. Um, they shot 42% from three. They And Penn State shoots a ton of threes. And I get it. Well, some of those shots they missed were open, but they only shot 30%. And so, so they, they did have some nice closeouts with guys like, I thought Tyson Walker did a decent job sometimes closing out, at least from what I saw. Uh, I, I th- it wasn't Tyson's finest game, but... Um, Overall, but I thought that he played well enough to win, obviously. So, um, but yeah, I, I overall, I was more pleased with this win than Tim was. I, I understand, like, they didn't exactly do great defensively sometimes with guarding the three point line because they did miss a bunch of open shots, but they did get enough. And, uh, I'll take any win at this point with Malik Hall out. I don't really care how you win the game. Just win it. Okay, let's talk about the – I want to say this. I was kind of being unfair to Joey. He had 12 and 15. Um, I don't remember 15 boards. But (laughs) um, that's a double-double. 15 rebounds? I mean, the team had 40. He still struggles defensively, but he is who he is. I mean. Um, so, you know what? You know, there you go, Joey. And he didn't hit a three, but he's like 45% on the year. Um, I, I'll cut him some slack there. Okay. The big name. The the important guy of the night. Basically, the reason they won was A.J. Hogard. 
Um, I think you should probably consider the fact that he was playing in front of a bunch of family that he doesn't get to, you know, play in front of all the time because he was kind of a homecoming. He went back to Pennsylvania where he's from. Um, they were all like in green on the sideline and not, but in the family section. And, um, you know, I think it matters. I, I, you see this happen a lot when kids play in front of their, their family. Um, and, and I don't think it's a coincidence. Uh, you just have that sort of like, I want to show you what I've been doing, you know, since I've left sort of kind of mentality. And it's a good sign. I don't want to bank on it every, every single night. But AJ, I mean, he basically put the team on his back and said, like, we're winning this game. He ended up with 23, which I believe is a career high for him. Um, give him some credit. There were jump shots in there. Um, he hit one of two threes, s- went perfect from the line. And I think that's he's, important. He's because shooting like, what, 85% from the line now this year? Free throws this year, uh, he's shooting 87.5%. Um, and I think just hearing the number actually is more important. 35 of 40. The kid has missed five free throws and 40 attempts. That's pretty damn good. And also... He's taking the most on the team by a lot. Guess who's number two? Just guess without looking. Mati uh, Soko. Yep. Nailed it. He has taken 37, so three less. And he's shooting 70%. I mean, these have been the differences between wins and losses. These guys hitting these free throws. It's true. Um, so that part is very encouraging and, you know, good to see. But... Um, in terms of the Penn State game, you know, I want to go back to the fact that they needed a literal career performance from their point guard. Um, I guess they needed a, some help from the other guys. Tyson Walker, he got 14. I think that was a really quiet 14 points from him. Yeah, I, didn't, I did not realize that until I saw somebody had an overbet for him at 12 points. And then... And then Joey, you know, he had 12, and that, that was it. That was the only, they were the only guys who scored over 10. Mati Sissoko, zero points. He was, I, he was pretty good defensively, though, I felt like, this game. I think, yeah, he held his ground, but he gets zero points, five rebounds. He plays 18 minutes. I know there was some foul trouble in there, but... One of those calls, that one call he got a second foul on was a joke. I think that he has... I I don't want to say regressed. I just think that... Teams have scouted him. Well, the average for him over the season is is about where we kind of expected. And I think that it's important to note that in Mike Garland's interview, he said when he saw the early performances from Mahdi, he knew, like, okay, well... He's not going to play like this every game. And he specifically noted because of the fact that he's going to be on the top of the scouting report, people are going to see how to take this guy away. Well, I mean, they know how to do it right now. And now it's up to Mahdi, who's getting time. He's getting opportunities. Now it's up to him to adapt and figure this out. Um, I would say he has, in the Gonzaga-Kentucky game, looked fantastic. Hasn't really been great since. Um, So... Penn State, you go on the road, you get a win, could end up being Q1. I think that's important. 
I think you can't scoff at that. I think there was some growth in terms of Jackson Kohler gained some confidence in terms of uh, A.J. Hogard playing quite well. I think you could point to some good things, but I still don't think that this team looks very good. Um, and you win by nine. That was not a nine-point game, Ryan. That was not. That was very close, and Penn State went ice cold. You could point to MSU doing some good things, though, um, to, to aid them in, in their troubles. But let's go back to the fact that this was a gauntlet. Like, they're not going to really go through something like this the rest of the year. They needed to get to this point. They got a couple of quality wins, and they, you know, didn't go over in conference. And this was with some pretty serious foul trouble. All good things, but I think there's some serious concerns. I think that the team that we've seen for two years, some of those issues, rebounding, uh, front court defense, um, even you know perimeter defense, people. You know, getting to the basket. I think there's some issues there. Not getting that many free throws every game. MSU settling for tons of jump shots. Um, I don't like all of that. Production from the five, not great. It's hard to go inside out when you can't even go inside. Um, lots and lots of concerns. I'm just talking about the team I've been watching, which has been without Malik Hall. Has not looked good at all. Um does not look like a team that I think is going to be notably better than uh, what was MSU in the tournament last year in seed? Seven. Seven? I don't think they look much different than the seven seed right now. That's all considering when Malik comes back, um, there's going to be some growth um, in terms of you know the team as a whole and then Jackson Kohler is just a freshman. He might grow some. We saw a pretty decent game from him last night. Um, still struggles rebounding the ball, but Mati Sissoko, he needs time. And, you know, maybe we'll see some growth from him. So I think there's some things that you could point to that might be good. I think there's a lot of serious concerns. And I'm more pessimistic than optimistic um, yeah, I'm very optimistic for this break they're about to get. And I'm very optimistic for the return of who I predicted to be the leading scorer this year. A senior. Um, a guy who I think not only is he strong physically, um, he's strong mentally. So that can be important for them. Um, yeah, one and one in conference. I don't know what else to say. Do you have anything else to say about this? Uh, I mean, I'm just – they needed to win that game. And I, I I understand they haven't looked great, but uh, that's I think that's a big confidence booster, and especially going into this three-game stretch. I think they're playing three games in like 26 days is what Izzo said. So uh, I, I, I think it's a big confidence booster. Plus, you got these cupcakes coming up. So get a uh, haul back for the Nebraska game, hopefully, and uh, – Get things rolling again. Yeah, I don't want to look so far ahead because there's an important game right after Nebraska that you know we could sit here and speculate on all night. Right. But 
Um, just as it stands, um, team has a lot to improve. And I highly encourage everyone to go listen to that Mike Garland interview. Um, he said a lot of things that you're not going to get from a from media or from you know a podcast. You know he's he's right there in the thick of things. He does in, like specifically know that they're going to improve their rebounding because they're going to be working on it. Um, and he's been there so many years that he's probably seen this thing happen cyclically. Um, so you know I, I I do think when you have an issue like defensive organization that is fixable that is something that a coach can actually fix when your guys are all six foot tall and they can't jump coach can't do a lot about that so there are things that are very bad right now that can be fixed and so if you want to be optimistic i think that you have the right to be but um i it's it's hard for me to watch a team that looks so similar to the last two years and think Oh, but the third one will be different. You know, so I, I'm in prove it to me mode right now. I, I want them to actually prove what I'm saying right now wrong. Because then I'll be sitting here happy to admit that I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, in terms of going forward, we did touch on Michigan State now has this rest. They've got one game in the next like 20 days or something. Um, or Is that right? It's three games in like twenty six days. Yeah, um, all, it's, all all three all games they should win in blowouts. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, Brown, not a tremendous basketball team. Um, we're gonna talk about this game very briefly, um, because it's the only one between now and the next time we might record. Um, so they're coming to East Lansing. They are currently 221st on Ken Palm. They're 6-4. and four. They have not played a single Power 6 team, okay? So this will be the best team uh, Brown has played, right? Um, they have played a fair bit of away games, so I'll give them that. They have that, that benefit. That being said, um, Brown really, really struggles on offense. I mean, just that is, they are not like a great offensive team. On the flip side, they are pretty good on defense, and they're number one on Ken Palm for um, defensive rebounding. So, you know, keep in mind who they're playing against, but. I'm going to go ahead and assume that you don't get number one 10 games into the season on Ken Palm for any stat unless you're very good at it, okay? And these are all adjusted. Well, actually, I take that back. Offensive rebound percentage is not adjusted. So you got to consider their um, their their opponents. But uh, it's the offensive end for them. They just they can't put points on the board. And and they're coming to East Lansing, Breslin. The team is going to be a little bit more motivated because, let's face it, Ryan, they finally get to sort of – they kind of get a break finally. They get to play someone 
who they're not like going possession to possession for the game. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if the team comes out slow because <coughs> they've done that in every game basically. Um, and that you know this isn't the strongest opponent, so they might be overlooking them. But I really just don't see how a team that struggles on offense this mightily, even though they're playing Michigan State. Um, I mean, this will be by far the best team they've played. Michigan State, it's not like they're total scrubs guarding the ball. It's just their organization has been out of whack. Um, that really plays in. This is actually going to be a great game for MSU because they get to they get to sort of improve their their defensive um, organization, talking, um, feel good, kind of like, hey, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this, and I don't have no room for error. Um, so, I mean, Ken Palm says MSU is going to win by 16. Uh, I would imagine MSU wins this game by double digits. I do want to point out, though, MSU has zero wins over 20 points this they year. They played one cupcake all year, though. That is true. But they have one win of more than 10 points. One. And that was against Northern Arizona. They have not won a single other game by double digits. That's probably part of the reason why they're not very favored on Ken Palm for their you know, analytical numbers. I think a lot of that is due to defense, but um, the truth is, is MSU has been, their issue has been scoring the ball lately. 52 points against no- Notre Dame, 63 against Northwestern, 67 against Penn State. <laughs> For a team that shoots the ball so well, like Michigan State, 37% from three. Um, it's just like, what is the issue? They have no presence inside. Um, against a team like Brown, though, where in terms of size, we're talking about their tallest guy is 6'8". Uh, a lot of the, the guards are actually a lot of middling-sized guards, which could probably present some, you know, sort of mismatches, but... Big in terms of size, um, straight up, like MSU is going to have that advantage, and they should, they should really be having their way on in the inside. If if any game, um, these next couple, you would have to see some production from Kohler or Amadi Sissoko. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so. I I don't really know what else to say about this. This should be a win, should be comfortable. I would love to see MSU take some strides in terms of things they can improve. But if this is some sort of close game, I mean, I told you so. <laughs> like, this team has not been good. And I think that the Penn State win was just kind of like, a band-aid on that. Um, you know, it makes you feel like, oh, okay, there's something. Without Malik Hall, no question. They're just 
a very average, for Michigan State standards, basketball team. Um, do you want to say anything about Brown or? Ah, uh, I mean, <coughs> Tim and I kind of brought it up. You got to win games like this by twenty plus to. I mean, prove that you have a good team in reality. So, winning two of these next three by twenty plus should be kind of the goal. I think, probably. Yeah, and I don't want to get hung up on a win margin, but it does mean something. Yeah. When MSU's good, they're winning some of these games by like 40 points. Right. I mean, and we took that for granted. It was nice with Cassius Preston just blowing these teams out. And a lot of that, it comes defensively. Like, you're sucking up all the boards. It's hard for them to score. They kind of lose their will to win because they know that they just came here to get... You know, bullied Destroyed, anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then the game, you know, kind of gets out of hand. When you let them have hope, when when it's ten points, like throughout the whole game, they think, well, hey, we could go and win this. This isn't out of reach. And you let their confidence grow, and um, and then the game gets kind of scary, and MSU makes all these mistakes, and whatever. Um, you just kind of want to see a front to back full performance, MSU. Be the better team. Look like these guys are superior to their opponent. Defensively makes it, you know, makes it miserable for the other team. Because this is a mismatch. It, it's supposed to be this way. They're coming to Breslin. Um, <clears throat> I actually don't know off the top of my head. But are the students, they're still going to be here. They'll be here for this game. I don't think they'll be here for the Oakland game or the okay. Buffalo game. Okay. And his own alumni game is the Nebraska game. Got it. All right. Well, um, yeah. I mean, there will be students. Like This should be simple. It should be as easy as it gets, really, for Michigan State until their next opponent, Oakland, which we've touched on. Is <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a good season for Oakland. All right. Well, um, we've kind of talked about pretty much – you know, everything in terms of what I wanted to say about the basketball team. Um, did you want to say something about football? Yeah, so uh, this weekend, there's a couple of visitors that I wanted to talk about for football. Um, big one for me is this JUCO offensive lineman, uh, Keyshawn Blackstock. He's a four-star. Uh, he's off, like, offers from all over the country. Uh he was supposed to go to Penn State this week, but MSU wound up changing his mind. He's coming here. Uh, Florida State, Auburn, some other teams uh, he's considering. So uh, get him would be huge. I mean, that's a guy you can plug in right away and play, and they kind of need that on the OL. Um, so got to keep an eye out on uh, Sam Leavitt from uh, Oregon, who's committed to Washington State right now, um, coming for an official visit this weekend. He's all over the place in the rankings, but uh, – on three has him as a top 150 player. So he's like the number 10 or some quarterback in the country or something on their site. So he's not Dante Moore, but I think he's still a solid player. I think he's better than Bo Edmondson. So uh, that'd be nice. Uh, Sean Brown is coming from, uh, he's from California. He's coming from, he's committed to Arizona defensive back. Coming with uh, Jalen uh, Barabin, uh, the running back from California, also coming for an official this weekend. So, um, guys to keep a name out on, uh, an eye out on, sorry. 
uh, in the coming weeks with signing day coming up. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. But it uh, looks like they're – and who knows what's going to happen with this transfer portal stuff. Uh, also, uh, notable names that hit the portal, Deshaun Mallory and Jalen Hunt both hit the portal. Uh, kind of seemed like fringe guys – uh, on the roster, not guys you necessarily want to see leave, but it does open up spots uh, scholarship-wise, so something to keep an eye out on. Uh, obviously, the staff's been looking through and evaluating portal guys. We don't really have any, like, big names yet, you know, of guys that are going to wind up here. Uh, obviously, it's kind of rapid fire and crazy, so we'll see what happens, but I assume we'll hear some more stuff in the next couple weeks, so stuff to keep an eye out on for football. <clears throat> All right. Well, we are going to get to now the basketball edition of our picks. And um, I think we might have talked about how we ended up with football on the lost episode. But Ryan and I both finished under 500. Um, wasn't good. Oh, yeah. Ross L shouldn't have a job. Need to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> left that part out in the, in the lost most, episode. Mo- most important thing. Yeah. So, let's just summarize the whole episode. Um yeah, so we're we're starting fresh. We did miss a couple of Big Ten games um, picks because of the whole debacle, but um, we're going to start with what we have now, and we're just doing Big Ten actual games between Big Ten teams. Um, so we're starting um, now before the game has begun. Um, Rutgers, Ohio State. Ohio State favored by six, um, and this is Caesars Sportbook right as the time we're recording. So... What do you think? I'm going to pick OSU here. All right. Um, you know, this is a home game. They've been good. I'm not sure. Um, I really want to say <clears throat> Rutgers. I, I really want to say Rutgers is going to cover. So I'm just going to do it. Screw it. Um, they are good. Rutgers is a legit defensive team. They're they're a good team. Like, for real, Rutgers is one of the best defensive teams in the Big Ten. No. Nope. Um. So, you know, I I'm just gonna go for the cover. I think OSU probably wins though. Um, Michigan, they are going over to the barn, um, face the Gophers. Michigan is actually favored on the road by four and a half points, Ryan. Uh, I'm going to pick Minnesota to cover here, but I think Michigan wins. Hmm. Um, ah, try to put bias aside. Minnesota has not been good. Michigan needs a win bad. Point guards out this season. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Michigan too, and if if I'm wrong, then... I pick Minnesota to cover. But yeah, I think Michigan's gonna win the game. Oh, I apologize. I'm I'm picking Michigan to cover. Um, I if I'm wrong though, uh, I won't be so mad. All right, this is Ken Palm spreads now because these are not, um, you know, they don't drop actual Vegas lines for ba- college basketball until you know day of or day day before. Um, so Penn State. It's going to Champaign, face Illinois, who's hot. The Illini are nine-point favorites. What do you think, Brian? I think Penn State can cover a nine-point spread. 
Whew. <clears throat> hmm. I want to say this. I didn't bring this up. Penn State has one win against Power Six. Guess who that win is? Butler. They're not that good. Um, They've been close. They played close with the Virginia Tech, I think, who's actually pretty good. Yeah, and Clemson, but they ended up losing. My point is still stands. They only have one win against a Power Six team, and it's a bad one. Um, they might not just. They just might not be very good. So I'm gonna go with the line I who have looked very good. Again, we're cheering for Penn State here, big time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this would be. We want Penn State to be amazing now, Michigan State fans. I just want. I think we're all on the same page there. We want them to win every game, um, except if they play MSU again, which I don't know off the top of my head. I think they do not come to Bristol. Um, no, looks like, uh, yeah, we're cheering for them in every game of the rest of the season. Absolutely. Um, regular season, at least. Uh, <clears throat> so I picked the Illini. Purdue, on the road against Nebraska. Purdue's eight-point favorites, Ryan. Yeah, Nebraska kind of get shit-housed last night against IU on the road. Uh, Purdue kind of looks unstoppable, to be honest with you. I'm going to pick Purdue here. This, <clears throat> this is such an e- – there's no way this is going to be the Vegas line. There's no it's way. It's going to be like 10 plus. Um, because if Purdue is favored by 8 by Vegas, I'm putting like $100 oh, on absolutely. that. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Wisconsin, Iowa. Um, they're going to Carver Hawkeye. And um, the Hawkeyes are six point favorites. I'm going to pick Wisconsin to cover here, but I think Iowa's going to win the game. Interesting. I don't know what's up with Wisconsin playing tough in row games, but they won at Marquette after losing at home to Wake Forest, so they're a very confusing team. <clears throat> you, you're right. That's a good point. You also want a nice little nugget I got here for you? Chris Murray in a walking boot today. Oh, okay. So, I think this is a good bet for Wisconsin to cover. Now, this is on Sunday? Yep. Um... I think the, the cat's going to be out of the bag by then, whether he's going to play or not. Um, don't think you're going to get this who, number. Who, who knows about, uh, honestly, walking boots are so weird. It seems right. like every single MSU player, whenever they get hurt, no matter what, they're freaking walking boots. Yeah, so. they make them taller. It's right. just kind of fun to be in. <laughs> um, anyway, my point was, I don't think you're going to get a six-point Vegas line if that's the case. Um, if you do, though... Or even more for Wisconsin somehow. I think that's a good cover bet. Might consider sprinkling some real cash on that. But um, that's all we had. Because we are about to go into a dead period for the holidays, finals. Uh, we still go to school here at Michigan State. <laughs> the words of Tom Izzo. <laughs> um, I don't actually go there. Who <laughs> do I? <laughs> uh, my girlfriend does work there though. So I'd go to the school all the time. To have lunch with her. Um, true story. All right. <clears throat> I guess that's all we had. I am going to leave this podcast on this note. MSU. I don't think they've been very good basketball-wise. Don't think they had a very good football season. Um, I don't think that you're crazy if you're thinking, damn it, this kind of sucks. It does suck. Um, I don't think you, you're crazy at all. But... This is what they needed more than anything. And um, and that can't be a, possibly be a bad thing. Practice, rest, 
get some guys back, that can't possibly make them worse. <laughs> okay, so um, I think they needed this. I think you, you take one and one in Big Ten. Um, I think you take into consideration the fact that MSU is not going to be a one, two, or three seed, probably. And winning the Big Ten would be, um, and it would be a, an ambitious thought at this moment. So you just want them to get healthy. You want them to improve and let Izzo do his thing because that is the one thing we can count on is um, he's going to be working hard as hell to make sure that they don't look like they have for the past few weeks. So um, let's let's leave it glass half full. How about that, Ryan? I'm done with it. You got anything else to say? Uh, I think that pretty much covered it. Uh, just need to get some uh, blowout wins here in the next three. Should be doable. That would make me feel much better. And it's not just a number thing, but there's so much in that comes with that number. I don't think there's a coincidence that um, that MSU has won one game by more than 10 points. Don't think so. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> I would love to see that, and I hope that when we talk next, it's because MSU won by 45 over Brown. Uh, and if that's the number, <laughs> if that's the exact number I hit on the dot, you know, we'll do something fun. All right. Until next time, guys, go green. Go white. Dylan, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the lead. Plus.